Tommy. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Great. So we have been on a series about happiness, how to be happy. And last week you talked about a real, you shared a super cool story, a real life happy story. And we've also been talking about the balance of giving and receiving. So today, how are we going to take this to the next step? Well, I want to kind of expand it a bit. I want to take this, this thought of happiness is to be found in receiving and giving and talk about the breadth and diversity that this can play in our life. That uh, this is not just an encouragement to people to give a bunch of money, or it's not just a encouragement for people to use their gifts, that there's a diversity and it's in, in the variety and in, in all the different places in our life that we apply this, that we're going to experience the the most life and the most joy. And that if we ignore a couple of areas, we're simply going to lose out on some of the joy and happiness. Yeah. And we're going to talk about four areas where we can be giving, and we're going to talk about time, money, talent, and heart. But before we get into that, I think it's super important to expose or just name two different mental models that we give out of. Um, and if if you are, you've probably heard of these models before, but one is a scarcity mindset and one is an abundance mindset. Right. In economics, we talk about this as like a zero sum game. Um, whereas it's this idea of there's a set amount of money or there's a set amount of time or there's a set amount of resources. And if you give some of yours away, you are going to be lacking. Or if someone has too much, you're going to be lacking. And I, I would just like to propose this theory, whether or not you believe it or not. But when something is given in the spirit of sincere love, we are afforded the opportunity to get out of the scarcity model. There's this supernatural thing that happens that when we participate in acts of love, we step into the realm of abundance And when you give away out of love, you receive in the giving. It's strange how it happens, but it's that whole idea of it's more blessed to give than receive. But if we are giving in the scarcity model and not giving out of love, then we sort of end up experiencing scarcity. So it's an invitation in all of these areas that we're going to talk about to give in the mental model of abundance and in the mental model out of love. Yeah, I I love that. And I think it is so absolutely true. Um, the, The thing that I've seen and experienced is that you can't prove what you just said. I mean, the reality is if you have $100 and you give up 10, you now only have 90. That's the scarcity model. So it's it's beyond explanation to think that you give 10 and you end up with more somehow. But the abundance model is what I think we experience in life, is when we give away, somehow we end up with more. It doesn't make sense. It can't be proven. It doesn't happen uh, formulaically. But I absolutely believe that to be true. And I think the only way we can know it to be true is to do it. And when we do it, 
then we go, wow, mm. this really is true. You know, I am having more abundance of whatever it is that you're giving. Well, and we, if we've been living in the scarcity mentality, we, we start to experience this other realm, so to speak, or this abundance mental model by practicing little steps and dipping our toe in it. And then we start mm -hmm. to experience and see this world of abundance, this mysterious hidden world of abundance. And the more we see, the more we believe. And then the more we step out and do you step out in faith sort of in that world yes and then mm -hmm. it builds on itself it's sort of yep. that wheel that picks up momentum yep. and we're going to talk not just about money today although i think that that is a part of it because where we put our money is where our hearts are but we're going to talk about time money talents and heart so how um how do we give of these things in a loving way how can we even offer something up that's meaningful yeah, and and I'm probably kind of uh, exposing the way, the very logical, structured way that my mind works in this. But uh, when I think of these areas of giving, it helps me because it helps shine a light on uh, places that I may not be prone to give. Mm, uh, like that, you're sort of holding it in. Clutching it. Clutching Mo it. Yeah, money Money is a very obvious category that people sure. want to say, okay, well, I want to give, I'll give my time, I'll give my efforts and talents, but to stay away from my money, you know? Yeah. So, because we clutch it. Some people do that with their time. You know, they they, yeah. they clutch on to their time. You know, it's their precious. I got, I've got so much work to do. I have my family. I don't have time to, to give to other people. Some people will gladly just spend Spend like crazy their time and their money and everything, but they're clutching onto their heart. They just don't want to open up and actually expose themselves to what someone else is going through. Hmm. You know, so I think, like we talk about this balance of giving and receiving, we also have, I think, the opportunity and the need to apply this giving and receiving across the breadth of life. And if we can identify the places where maybe we haven't even just thought of it, mm. but these places where, no, I, I've never even considered giving mm -hmm. in this area. It's this tremendous opportunity for us to experience more life. So that's that's one of the reasons I wanted to kind of lay out these four categories is because maybe someone listening would go, hmm, hmm. I hadn't thought about that area. That's, yeah, may, maybe there's something that I could do there. Well, as you're talking, I'm thinking that all of us probably have a this fear of not having enough in each of these categories at some point in our lives. And some of us, like if I think, oh, I just never have enough time, then I'm tempted to be a little bit more greedy with my time and less likely to give it away right. or able to relax and give and receive. I'm kind of locked up and tight. 
Um, money is such an obvious one because money of all of these things is very measurable. Time is measurable too, but money is the most measurable. So it's easy to have a zero sum mentality with money. And maybe there's a deep fear of not having enough money or maybe not having enough talent. So we tend to, or um, just resources, abilities. So if we feel like we don't have enough, we're less generous about giving ours away. We're less right. generous about acknowledging other people's talents and resources. And I think about our heart too. I mean, how would you say that we could have fear about giving away our heart? That's the one I'm trying to yeah. wrap my head around. Can you explain that a little better? Yeah, but let me back up for a second. Okay. Because I, I think there's kind of this, this key point. Whenever we start to talk about these four areas, we immediately go to only one side of the equation, and that's the giving of it. We okay. forget the receiving of it. So let's take time, for instance. Okay. All of us are busy. All of us are busy. And if we are not, if we don't put ourselves in a place to receive in time, and that's what the whole concept of space is, space for life, space to breathe again, then we will be giving time out of scarcity. We'll be yeah. cramming in our giving into a, an already too busy schedule. So if we don't find the balance of receiving and giving in each one of these areas, then we're going to be prone to being out of balance, even if we're giving in those areas. I see that. I mean, I am one of these people that has a scarcity mentality about time. And I have found that if I start my day with this mantra or this reminder to myself of you have enough time today to do everything that you need to do. And if you don't have time to do, then you didn't need to do it today. Like, That's exactly right. If yeah. you don't get it done, you didn't need to get it done today because you were only given this amount of time and just sort of this easing into this acceptance of I have enough time yes. has completely changed the way I go about my day, the sense of urgency or anxiety about getting things done. And it also, having that abundance mentality mantra that I give myself in the beginning of the day, like you have enough time, it creates opportunities for me to have margin and to let people come in and interrupt yes. and make space to be with people I enjoy. Um, so you, you're doing exactly what I'm talking right. about. You know, there's the receiving. and. When, when Weezy and I went through this period of completely complete overload 30 years ago and, and had this complete change of heart, the beginning of it was practicing the Sabbath, taking mm. a day off. We couldn't get everything we needed to get done in seven days. How were we going to do it in six days? But we had to begin by receiving. We had to begin by creating space. The only way I can get everything done that I want to get done is by having space in the morning, mm -hmm. by creating that space. There's the receiving and the giving. And, it, and it's true for every single area. If we're not convinced that God has given financially, abundantly, everything we need, then we're giving out of scarcity. Mm. It's all receiving and giving. And now to jump to the hard thing, because I think this is, is very powerful. We need to be people 
who are willing to receive people's gift of their heart to us mm-hmm. as well as give. If we're people that are, are only giving, we're only listening to other people, we're only helping them, but we'll never open up our own stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, We'll never be vulnerable or transparent about our own struggles. We're going to create this tremendous dysfunctional imbalance in our giving of our heart. But as we enter in and we say, you know what? I am both willing to be vulnerable and honest about the stuff I'm going through appropriately Mm -hmm. in a relationship, but I'm also willing uh, in a scary way to enter into someone else's suffering or someone else's hardship and listen and it it could be it could hurt it might really make me sad it could be difficult as we're willing to give our heart and that might be just to our spouse hmm. or to our kids not just to our friends it pervades all of these things as we do that as we both learn to give our hearts and receive from other people we experience tremendous sense of intimacy and joy in those relationships. So giving our heart is absolutely critical because the other stuff can be very, very mechanical. Hmm. And it's not that it's not important or anything, uh, but it can be very mechanical. I think the receiving and giving Hmm. is... It goes across every single one of the categories. And one of the reasons I wanted to do this kind of short episode is to make sure that that each one of us thought about the areas, and particularly the areas we that may not come naturally to us, mm-hmm. and realize that's the opportunity for tremendous growth. That's the opportunity for newfound joy and happiness in our life as we learn to take the risk and to trust and to give in an area that we may not have thought about. Mm-hmm. You know, that heart one, I think you could do a whole episode on because there's so many different ways of giving and receiving with your heart and your emotions. And the, even layering on it, where do we feel that there is a lack in terms of receiving and giving love? And, you know, I think about that in terms of vulnerability. Like, I I put limits on how much I'm willing to expose to my closest friends about areas that I feel vulnerable. And when I put limits on that and I put forth a bit of a, a front or I've got this all together, that I'm putting limits on the amount I can receive of love. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's wise to be like this with everybody in your life. But right. do you have friends or small spaces, cure, like sort of cultivated relationships in your life where you have practiced a more abundant giving and receiving in areas of your heart? Yes, absolutely. But but I gotta admit, it's a struggle for me too. Hmm. I'm a I'm a by nature a very private person. Mm-hmm. But I have friends that I've, you know, had breakfast with for thirty years. I've had friends that I've, you know, walked through, 
you know, all sorts of stuff. And it's a lot easier for me to give to them, to, to be present for them than to open up my own heart. But I've tried to learn to say, you know what? I'm the one that's losing out by my choice to keep it all bottled inside and to keep it protected and to not be vulnerable and transparent. So I've, I've tried to learn and say, this is an area that I'm, I'm missing out. Hmm. Actually, the other person is too. Yeah. If you're not willing to share that. But for me, I had to think, you know, I'm missing out. So I need to stretch that. I need to be willing to be vulnerable. And and usually that's vulnerability about things that I'm not proud about, you know, struggles mm. that I have or weaknesses that I have uh, that I'm not real comfortable sharing. But again, that's where intimacy and meaning and joy is to be found. And that's, that's, again, that's what this, this whole series is, is about, is realizing the joy that is available to us, the happiness that is available to us as we begin to reframe all areas of our life as this balance between receiving and giving, mm-hmm. and that we need both in each one of these areas of our life to experience the ability best the abundance that that I think is there for us. 